been in this Heroes series all fall, looking at these stories of, uh, of great heroes from the Bible, uh, heroes of our faith. These are people who have starred in Sunday school lessons for, uh, for hundreds of years, right? Uh, people like Noah and Abraham and Joseph and Moses and Esther and David. I mean, it's the Hall of Fame of the, of the Old Testament. And yet, I, I hope one thing that you've learned is that these were just ordinary people uh, people like you and me, believe it or not, uh, but they said yes when God called and he used them to do extraordinary things. And so you may be thinking, well, I can't make a difference uh, in this world. Uh, I'm not a hero. Uh, well, believe it or not, uh, those, those people in the Bible uh, thought the same thing. But God used them, and he wants to use each one of us. Uh, I heard a quote a while back, and it stuck with me. I wish I could remember exactly uh, who said it. It was on one of the podcasts that I uh, listened to, and I just uh, I, I can't quite pinpoint it. But the, the quote was this, when you change the world for one person, you change the world. And, and, and I love that because sometimes we think changing the world is this big, huge, oh, we're going to bring world peace or we're going to provide water for everyone in the, who, who doesn't, or we're going to bring food. If you change the world for one person, you change the world. That's, that's part of what this, uh, what this hero thing is all about. I hope that you're getting inspired to change the world. You can be a hero. Well, today we're wrapping up this, this series and it's a great time to do it because this week is a very important holiday. No, I'm not talking about Halloween. Uh, actually, the day after Halloween, November 1st, is All Saints Day. And um, the name Halloween just comes from All Hallows' Eve, which is the evening before All Hallows' Day or All Saints' Day. And, and so uh, so on, on All Saints, it goes clear back to uh, the, the mid-700s when, uh, when, when Christians would remember the saints and martyrs of the past, the superheroes of our of our faith. Uh, the Bible actually encourages us to do this kind of thing. It comes from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Well, there's a lot of different places, but uh, this is this is one of the places. Hebrews 12:1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Before we dive into that, I want to give a little bit of a Bible study tip for you. Um, it, it's free. I'll just throw it in, not even on your notes, I don't think. Whenever you're reading the Bible and you find a therefore, you need to look back and find what it's there for. Huh? See what I did there? I didn't do I, it's It's not original to me. But therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw every, off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let's run with perseverance the race that, that is marked out for us. We're going to get to all of that. But the first thing we need to do is see, well, it says therefore. Well, well what's the therefore? Therefore. So, so uh, what we didn't read, that's Hebrews 12.1. What we didn't read was Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, and, and where the, the author of Hebrews, and, and, and it could have been Paul, but uh, people are, the jury's still out and nobody quite knows who wrote Hebrews, but the author of Hebrews has just walked through, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, he's walked through uh, the, uh, literally uh, from the beginning of time down through Jewish history, summarizing the lives of all the, the great faith of all the heroes, the, the people that, has God, that God has used throughout, uh, through, throughout uh, the, the, the Jewish history. So, so it's kind of a lot like what we've been doing 
doing over the last several weeks. Um, uh, and, and then, uh, so he marched down and walks through all these things and how by faith so-and-so did this and by faith so-and-so did that and by faith so-and-so did this, da-da-da-da-da, all the way down. And then, then we get to Hebrews 12 and it says, therefore... Because of all that, and, and then he, it summarizes all these people as, uh, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, so since we're surrounded by all of these heroes, all these people that have gone before us, these heroes of the faith, the, the, the people have, that have set the example, these people have blazed the trail, they've been faithful, they've believed and obeyed God, and they've seen him work, and so we need to follow in their footsteps. And in the, in the very next chapter, in Hebrews 13, uh, Hebrews 13, 7, it says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And yet, in a, in a world where an iPhone is outdated a couple months after you get it, and last week's news seems like ancient history, and when we have trouble remembering what we had for lunch yesterday... It's sometimes hard for us to think about and celebrate events from hundreds or thousands of years ago and think that it has any relevance for our lives. Most people uh, live their lives in the present, looking to the future which out, without much thought for the past, and it's no wonder that, that many of us pass over the importance of something like All Saints Day. I, I, I've used this, uh, this illustration before, I know, but... Uh, um, uh, Alex Haley, the author of Roots, maybe you uh, you remember that. Uh, he he always had a, a picture of a. Uh, go ahead and put that up there. He had a picture of a turtle on a fence post in his office, right behind his desk. And um, people would ask him about it, of course, and uh, and he would say this: Every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think they are wonderful, and begin to feel proud of myself. I look at the turtle on top of the fence post and I remember that he didn't get there on his own. He had help, right? That turtle got up there only because someone helped him get up there. Alex Haley recognized that, that uh, the only reason that he was where he was was because of other people that had gone before him. At this time in the church year and really every day, uh, we need to look to the people and events of the past, the heroes, the people on whose shoulders we stand and whose sacrifices have provided the things that we take for granted. So today, I literally want us to remember our leaders and consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. I want us to look at the example of this great cloud of witnesses. So I want us to remember some of the lessons that we've learned along the way over the last couple of months. I want us to talk about some other folks too, all with one purpose, so that we can run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So we started with Noah. Uh, Noah, the whole the whole culture was wicked and evil, right? Do you remember Noah clear back in Genesis six? And and uh, one thing set Noah apart. Noah, in the middle of this wicked and perverse generation, Noah walked with God. And, and so it, it, scripture says that Noah, because he walked with God, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, it, it may not have felt like favor uh, when God told him to build a boat in the middle of a desert, uh, when God told him to build a floating zoo, uh, and it never even rained before. He didn't even have a concept of what that was. And yet, yet Noah was faithful because he walked with God. Uh, walking with God uh, usually means doing something that seems a little crazy. 
And Noah trusted God and Noah obeyed God's instructions and Noah then was instrumental in eradicating evil and uh, uh, rebooting creation, I guess we could say. Noah walked with God and it changed the world. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles, and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Abraham. Abraham was 75 years old when God told him to uproot his whole family and head out to a land that he'd never been to before. He he didn't even know where he was going. He didn't have a map or a compass, just God's promise that that, uh, God was going to make something great out of him. And several years later, God promised Abraham and his wife Sarah a son. And eventually God came through and their son Isaac was born when Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100. Although Abraham, uh, through, through Abraham's story, we, we learned that, that God keeps his promises. That, that we can trust God even when it's hard, even when it takes a long time. We can trust God. And, and he made Abraham into a great nation of people. Uh, Abraham is a hero of the faith because he trusted God to keep his promises. He didn't see the whole nation. He saw, uh, he saw just, uh, uh his son. Uh, and, uh, and, and a couple of sons after that, but that he didn't, uh, the, the whole promise wasn't, uh, didn't come complete for, but, but he, he knew that God, uh, kept his promises and he was faithful. Scripture says that Abraham was called God's friend. Scripture says that because Abraham believed God, it was credited to him as righteousness. So remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Uh, Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We also looked at Joseph. You remember Joseph, uh, and, and we learned that heroes don't give up on the dreams that God has placed in their hearts. Although it took over 20 years before Joseph saw the fulfillment of those dreams in his life, he was faithful to God through the, the, the low times and God was with him throughout his life. Uh, as Joseph told his backstabbing brothers after it had all played out and everything was good, uh, um, uh, in, in Genesis chapter 50, uh, Joseph tells his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So as you think about the dreams that may be lying dormant in your heart, remember the story of Joseph. Heroes don't give up on God dreams. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Moses is another amazing story. Although it appeared that Moses was destined for greatness even as a child, it says his parents looked at him and he was no ordinary child. Uh, now every parent thinks that, I know, but, but in some, some way, uh, Moses stood apart. And so uh, just an amazing course of events. He grew up in the, although a Jewish uh, person, he grew up in the palace and, and we just figure everything is looking great for Moses, but it didn't really look out that, work out that way. And, and Moses really squandered or, or didn't, not a whole lot happened during the 
first 80 years of his life. He tried to free his fellow Israelites and he failed miserably and he ran away and, and ended up on the backside of the wilderness and that's where God found him and encountered him in the burning bush and, and the, the, the whole story. And yet by the time Moses was encountered by God, he'd lost a whole lot of his confidence and a whole lot of his, uh, uh, what, what he thought he could be, how useful he could be for God. And so God called him to deliver the people and, and Moses said, yeah, I don't think so. And he argued with God and he complained with God and he made excuses. But we learned through Moses' story that heroes don't make excuses because it's not up to us, right? It's, it's God's plan. Uh, God provides the plan. God provides the resources. God provides the strength. God provides everything we need. He's just looking for people who are willing to be used. And so Moses' example is, is one of those in, in, in this great cloud of witnesses. I, I guess I picture a, uh, um, the, the, like a big huge stadium and, and these, uh, these folks that have, have gone before that are in the stands and they're cheering us on. <coughs> Moses is there. And he might just tell us, don't make excuses. Step out in faith. Step out in obedience. Watch God work. What is it where you feel like God is saying, hey, do this, and, and you're saying, yeah, I don't know that I could, I could do that. Remember your leaders, even leaders like Moses, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of, of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Queen Esther's story is an interesting one. Uh, she was in just the right place at just the right time in order for God to use her to bring about great change in, in, in the life of the, uh, of God's people. And, and from her story, we learned that God just might have a place for you and me. You might just be where you are in life right now for a great reason. After, after prayer and, and discerning God's will, Esther stepped boldly into God's calling and he worked through her, uh, through her faith and through her obedience. It wasn't easy, but, but following God usually isn't easy. God has plans for you. He may have placed you where you are for such a time as this. Remember your leaders. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. The last time we were together, we considered David uh, and his faithfulness uh, to God's call despite uh, the voices in his life that, that didn't seem to believe in him very much. God used a teenage boy's faith and willingness to defeat a giant. And we saw that we should live up to our God-given potential even if it looks like maybe uh, we're, we're unable to do what God is calling us to do. God wants to defeat giants in our own lives as we step out in faith. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Hebrews 11 uh, walks through uh, most of these stories that we've talked about over the, uh, the last few weeks. Uh, and it also talks about a whole lot of others, and we just don't have time uh, today to walk through all of those stories, but people like Abel and Enoch and uh, Isaac and Jacob and even Rahab, a, a prostitute from Jericho, and walks through all these stories. It's, it's been called the, the Hall of Faith chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, that's your, your homework for, for today, I guess, is to read through that and be reminded again uh, about that. Uh, if, 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 you're, uh, read, if you're playing along at home uh, or you're playing along in the, in the seat 
seats there. It's uh, 1191 is the page in, uh, in those uh, Bibles under the chairs. Um, starting in verse 32 of, uh, of Hebrews chapter 11, the author says that he doesn't have time, just like I just said here, I guess. He doesn't have time to talk about all the other awesome people that God used. I mean, we could literally ha- do a hero series probably for uh, the, the next year and still not hit everybody in the Bible that, uh, that God has used. And then there's all those people down through history where, uh, where we could look and see how, how God has used them as well. In Hebrews... Um, the, the author just starts listing names from the Old Testament stories uh, that his audience would, would have known well. He listed people like Gideon and Barak and Samson and the prophets, and there were a lot of prophets. And then he says this in, in Hebrews 11.33. He lists those people, and then he says, "...who through faith conquered kingdoms." administered justice and gained what was promised, who, who shut the mouths of lions, who quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so they might gain even a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. I could extend uh, extend that list, and I think you could too, not just folks that are in Scripture. We just simply don't have time uh, to recount the stories of people down through the ages whom God has used to do significant things, whom God has used to change the world. Uh, missionaries and theologians and pastors and laymen and women and, and fathers and mothers, from the richest of the rich to the poorest of the poor, God will use any and all who are willing. As, as you think about it, uh, I'd encourage you to think about who you know who has inspired you to live the Christian life. Maybe it was, uh, it could have been a story of, uh, of a, a great man or woman of God in, in history. I, I love a good biography that, uh, there's a, there's a whole shelf in my, uh, uh, in my office in there that's just biographies. And that's not all of them because I've got a bunch of them on the, on the Kindle too. And I just, just, uh, finished a couple, uh, in the last few weeks. Um, Peter Marshall uh, from the uh, 1940s was the uh, uh, chaplain of the U.S. Senate, and and uh, Gladys Alward, which I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, missionary to China uh, many years ago from uh, from England. Uh, just reading these stories are just inspiring to see these people who who, who gave everything, and, and God did amazing things with them. It, it's inspiring. It could be uh, stories like that that have inspired you over the years. I'm sure there's people in your life, people that you've known personally, uh, a, a friend or, or a pastor or uh, your, your, your parent or grandparent or, or, or someone in your life uh, who's inspired you toward God and doing good. It probably wasn't just what they said, uh, but, but it was probably how they lived too that inspired you, right? Uh, most likely it was their unashamed faith and belief and trust in their God whom, whom they loved with all their hearts and, and whom they served and obeyed uh, and their faith in the, in the God that loved them so much that gave his one and only son to die for them, to die for us. 
to, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, to be raised to, to, to new life again. That story, that passion, that belief uh, is inspiring and, and overflows. And because they believed and because they obeyed, they've left a trail for you and me to follow. And even if they've passed on, it's true of them as it, as it was true of, of Abel. In Hebrews 11.4, uh, the, the author says, uh, they still speak though they are dead, right? Their, their example lives on and there's still a trail to follow. All of these are the people that we call the saints. They've gone before us. They've shown God to us. Because of their lives, we need to imitate their faith. There's a danger in a series like this, though. There's there's a temptation to hold high a few people as heroes, put them up on the pedestal, say, man, they were great, and uh, I'll never be like that. But in one sense, I guess, you know, if you're you're looking to a a person, yeah, you're not going to be like that. You're going to be like the exact person that God wants you to be, and and, and he's going to raise you up and to do the the heroic, world-changing things that God wants you to do. And maybe in your mind, it doesn't seem like this big, huge, extravagant whatever. You're just being faithful. That's exactly what you need to do. It's right here in this next couple of verses here in Hebrews 11, uh, if you're following along, or it'll be up on the uh, the, the, the jumbotron here. Uh, Hebrews 11, 39 and 40, as this, this big chapter winds down, he's got this whole list of all these people, and they did all these things and, and, and all this stuff, and uh, then verse 39, it says, these, all these folks, were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. I think I've always just kind of skipped over those couple of verses. Um, I'm going to read it again. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Perfect. I think there's a lot in there, and I want us to, to, to wrestle with that for just a few minutes this morning. First off, how amazing is it that, that these folks that we hold up in high esteem, these people that God did amazing things through, and yet the author of Hebrews says that they did not receive everything from God in their lifetime that they were promised. And yet they were still faithful to God's call. And they had the, they had, some had more than others of, that were actually uh, revealed, uh, during their lifetime. Some, uh, walked faithfully with God and didn't see the, the whole outcome of what we, they could never see that their stories would inspire us in 2018, right? They, they, they could never see the outcome of, uh, of, of their way of life, uh, that they could never see, uh, all of the things that God was, was bringing into play there. But, uh, but they were still faithful to God. There's a, there's a lesson there on deep uh, and abiding faith and trust in God despite the results that we might see. I, I want us to, to, to zoom in there on that last line, uh, though. It's, it says, uh, God had something planned, uh, some, God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Only together with us would they be made perfect. What in the world is that all about? They, they were th- thousands of years ago, these people lived. How, how could we have any impact on them? There's something here that happens to and for all of God's people collectively, as we are all faithful to him. First off, let's address that word perfect, because I think we get in our minds this, this sinless perfection, uh, and, and that's, that can be misleading if you know Greek, which you probably don't, and I don't either, but I have books to look it up. And uh, so the, the, the Greek word there is telos. 
the, the word for perfect. And it doesn't mean sinless perfection. It means completeness or fulfillment. It's fulfilled. It's, it's complete. It's mature. It's not this idea of sinlessness, but the, this idea of completion or finality or, or everything's come together. Their faith and works is completed by our faith and works. Just as these people, the saints, the people we've raised up in, in uh, these heroes of the faith, superheroes, oh my goodness, isn't it, isn't it awesome? Uh, they've believed God and they've seen him work and, and he wants to work through us too. And as he does, God's entire story, not just their story, not just our story, but together all of our story, God's work in humanity, the, the, the story that he is writing is being completed as we are faithful to him following their example, this, this great cloud of witnesses that is that has uh, paved the way now we get rid of anything that might hinder us and we're going to run with perseverance the race marked out for us and as all of that happens God's will God's kingdom God's plan the ultimate story of God is being written and fulfilled it talks there about there's something new or better uh, that's that, that's come, right? It says uh, uh, they were commended for their faith. They didn't receive what was promised. God had planned something better. Well, what's that all about? Be- between the time that these heroes of the faith lived, all these folks that in Jewish history that uh, the, the the author of Hebrews has, has talked about, and everyone uh, grew up learning all of the all of the between the time that all of them uh, had lived. And the time that the book of Hebrews was written, something pretty significant had happened. Someone pretty significant had happened. Uh, Jesus, God's son, lived, died, was raised to life, and, and now ushered in a new covenant with God, between God and humanity. And so it's something different than, than what these folks were able to even have with God. They had a, a wonderful covenant with God and they, he talked to them and they walked with him and, and he did great things through them. But now there's Jesus and there's the Holy Spirit that has been poured out on the church. And, and so uh, the ultimate promise that these folks couldn't see yet was this close, intimate, personal relationship with God uh, because of Jesus. Jesus has brought the possibility of this fulfillment of the uh, of the covenant this fulfillment of this of the story of God being written uh, in and through our lives all these people uh consider the the, the life of of uh, of Abraham of Moses consider the life of David and and, and the prophets consider the lives of all of these people uh, they're commended for their faith yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that together with us they would be made perfect. Therefore, we come right back around now to where we started with the therefore. In light of these stories of these faithful people, because of their sacrifice, because of their faith, because of their obedience, because of their willingness to see what God might want to do through them, therefore, in light of all of that and in light of this new thing that's now possible because of Jesus' death and resurrection, because of the the, the Holy Spirit of God living among us and within us, in light of God's plans for us that are even better than these superheroes and what God did through them in light of all of that. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, 
Let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us because there's a race marked out for us. There's a race marked out for you and for me. There's things that God wants us to do as we're faithful to him. God has a race for you to run. God has purposes for you to fulfill. God has people that he wants to reach through you. God has spiritual work for you to do. Are you doing it? Are you running the race? Are you, are, 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 are you holding back? Who have you impacted spiritually lately? What conversations have you had? What invitations have, have you given? Uh, what, what opportunities have you had to, to, to uh, encounter people on an e- eternal level? Are you praying for those chances to share God's love with someone today, tomorrow, this week? Throw off everything that hinders. Well, what could that be? Well, it could be a whole lot of things. Uh, it, it, it separates things that hinder from, from the sin that entangles. So, so the sin, sure, if there are things in your life, habits in your life, uh, things where, where you are being disobedient to God, you're not going to be spiritually, have a spiritual impact in other people's lives if you're still dealing with sin in your own life. So, so get rid of that. Throw off the sin that entangles and, and, and trips us up but also these things that hinder, these things that distract us, these things like insecurity, these things like whatever, what's everybody going to think? What's everybody, what if I, oh, I don't know what's going to, or maybe it's just I'm going to spend my time in all these ways and I don't have time to do this. Throw off every, anything that would get in the way of the race that God wants you to run. <laughs> run the race marked out. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses from the beginning of time to now, since there's been all these other people that have, have, have laid the groundwork, since we're surrounded, get rid of anything that would distract us and, and hinder us and run with perseverance the race marked out for you. All Saints Day is a day when we remember the lives of those who have blazed the spiritual trail for us. But it's more than that. It's also about you and me and and what kind of legacy we are leaving to those around us and coming after us. Be a hero. Run your race. Father God, I pray that you'll open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to the, uh, the race that you have mapped out for us. Lord, usually that race involves the, the people around us. I pray that you would open our eyes to, to, uh, to the, the, the story that you want to write in their hearts. I pray that you would open our eyes to the things that we may need to throw off that are hindering us running the race. And I pray, Lord, that as we go from this place, that you'll help us to see that we don't need any super, uh, super fantastic, ordinary, uh, out of the ordinary stuff, except we need you. And you are the one that leads us and you are the, the one that provides for our needs and you are the one that, that strengthens us and, and you are the one that maps out the way and we just need to trust you. I, I pray that, that, that the, the stories that we've talked out uh, about and the, the, the people in our, in our lives that have been an influence, that all of that would, would uh, work to inspire us 
to be the people that you've called us to be so that you can write your story, not only in our lives, but you will complete your story and your kingdom on earth, even as it is in heaven. Lord, I thank you in advance for all that you are going to be doing in and through our lives as we open up our our eyes and our ears and our minds to all that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.